when Michael would have our drummer over and they would be jamming. I would be sitting upstairs in my room trying to play along on my bass. Oh, they that's they so didn't cute. know that at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was trying to figure out the songs and Evan had this idea of like, you know, we need a bass player right now. What about your sister? And it just kind of started to all unfold. I asked you so much about that dynamic because it is such a unique perspective. And I've known like stuff like the white stripes where they pretended to be brother and sister and stuff like that. But this what is the real was that relationship. I still don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Today we are joined with Michael and Rachel Bright, who are not only brother and sister, but they are half of the Toronto alt-punk band Dead Broke. Their latest album, When the Night Comes In, has just dropped, and around hearing about how that came to be, we really dive into what it's like being in an active band with one of your siblings from touring songwriting and the chemistry of being on this journey with somebody you've already known your whole life and i think i kind of learned today of how even being in a band could add an extra layer and even strengthen that family relationship it's super cool it's such a unique perspective and we had a lot of fun talking to michael and rachel today so yeah let's just get right into it we have this photo of us. Um, I was born in New Brunswick. Michael was born in Toronto. And our parents both found work out uh, in New Brunswick. So they had me out there. But we have this photo of us in the basement where we're standing on plastic, like, chairs. And we have, like, Michael's got a plastic play guitar. And I've got, like, this mini saxophone. <laughs> so we used to, like, set up a, a fake stage for our parents and, and make music for them. <laughs> That was a very real stage, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, that's almost like kind of like manifesting your future in a way. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild to almost like instinctively do that. I mean, we were like four or five and Rachel probably was like two or three. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. And uh, even like I'm familiar with like the newer singles you guys uh, put out from uh, When the Night Comes In. And I just kind of want to know, like, to when did you guys start as a band? Like, obviously, you guys are both, like, trained in music and everything. And when was, like, the time when you were guys were just hanging or whatever and being like, hey, let's do something together? Um, yeah, that came. So kind of got the band started and rolling with um, some of my high school friends. And it was a little more ragtag at the time. Um, we had kind of players uh coming and going and it, we were just kind of picking up the odd gig you know rachel was actually seeing an acupuncturist at the time um i'll let her talk about that if she wants to go down that road but uh we spent a lot of time uh, traveling together because i would drive her to these appointments and that's really when we were connecting on uh, the kind of music that we liked and you know despite our difference in age we found a lot of common ground and we would kind of get charged up after you know being in the car and we would then pick up the instruments and start you know having fun and that's that's kind of how it started it, it really snowballed after that probably three months after that we were like up and running with shows 
And it wasn't like the one-offs that, you know, uh, we were doing before, but like, okay. Um, that was the, that was the summer that we got our first band and, and really started, uh, you know, hitting the highway and, and touring. So yeah, it didn't take long once we, uh, once we connected. Yeah. I was about 17. Um, I, I noticed I was getting some bad headaches and in, in high school. So we had heard some like naturopathic, uh, methods that included acupuncture and massage. So yeah, Michael was taking me to these sessions, um, kind of in the fall of me being 17 and then the spring I would turn 18. So February, I remember this really distinctly. We were kind of starting to talk about it more and more seriously of it being a, a possibility of me joining Michael and Evan and, and Zach at the time. Um, and then I think it was about three or so months later in May, we played our first show. Um, yeah, that, that's super cool. So it sounds like there was like some pivotal like car rides and just like some deep talks about just like passions and music and everything that kind of brought you into uh, the fold of the band and everything. Yeah, it's it's really nice um, to have been able to have that time because as you grow up with your siblings, you kind of you you're together when you're really young and then you kind of have to explore on your own and you have your own friends, but you also kind of mingle together. Um, but then I think, yeah, towards my latter teens, we started to gel a little bit more and more and we were a little bit more accepting that <laughs> we could be in each other's circles. Mm -hmm. uh, and so even when Michael would have our drummer over and they would be jamming, I would be sitting upstairs in my room trying to play along on my bass. Oh, they didn't, so they didn't know that at the time. Yeah. <laughs> And so I was trying to figure out the songs and Evan had this idea of like, you know, we need a bass player right now. What about your sister? And it just kind of started to all unfold. <laughs> yeah, so you probably came like, downstairs already knowing the songs. All right. Definitely ready to rip. And then, <laughs> yeah, before we knew it, we were heading to Montreal, sleeping in the van, having a lot of fun and making good memories. Oh, so cool. Even, uh, I think it's just like, so amazing. Like just the sibling dynamic too. Um, I noticed like with my sister too, and I wonder if this kind of translates to music, like we can kindly kind of have like, have like conversations with our eyes. Like if we're at a dinner table and like one of yeah. our aunts says something crazy, we can just look at each other and just like yeah. one look <laughs> will tell a thousand sentences, you know, yeah, is do you guys like have that certain, like, I guess the family psychic link when you guys are like either recording or playing or anything like that? Does it translate to your art? I would definitely, definitely say so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Even yeah, like, a, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Even, even with Zach and Evan, like it's, uh, you, you, you really tap into something when you're when you're in a musical group and when you have that knowledge of each other and that kind of spatial awareness like it's it's definitely like yeah learned sixth sense or something because um you, even despite any long lengths of time apart uh as soon as we're back together it just all clicks you know um our drummer Evan was was living out in Vancouver for the last year and uh we just did, did a run of shows with him in August and uh I think everyone was a little nervous because you know we we hadn't played with him in uh, you know a few months well over over a few months 
going on a year. And uh, I think we we rehearsed once. We didn't really even need the rehearsal. So, <laughs> so yeah, like we know Zach and Evan so well. And there, that's even amplified with me and Rach, you know, just sharing everything, you know, brother, sister mm -hmm. connection. Sometimes, yeah, like you said, it's just a, it's just a look or it's a vibe and we're just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. yeah just yeah. raise the eyebrow and it's like yeah, so... yep. <laughs> that's that's so cool even um yeah it's interesting too like you mentioned you guys are like on tour like sleeping in a van and stuff and i've talked to and just known many bands where they don't really know their band members until they go on tour and i can imagine it's like you guys grew up together and it's uh there's not really like any surprises, I guess, in yeah. in that sense of like just knowing what you're getting into, like spending a lot of time with somebody and how they kind of live or just vibe and gel and everything. Yeah, we always know how to make each other laugh or, you know, break any tension or. Um, yeah, it just feels like you always have a piece of home wherever you are. And mm -hmm. I think uh, being in a band for so long with the other guys as well you know that familiarity is also within them now as well yeah that's a beautiful thing and um prior to this later latest record uh have you guys only like released like one album i was kind of like looking through uh your stuff so there's like a the self-titled and I, li I listened to a bit of that and uh how would you uh say like you kind of evolved as a band when coming in and making this new one that's about to be released we really wanted to push ourselves both musically and sonically, I guess you would say. Like um, the first record, like it, that record still excites me, you know, every now and then like I'll, I'll hear a little like clip of it somewhere or like it will, it will come up in the, you know, the YouTube algorithm like, Oh, okay. I can, I can hear us. And that I'm, I'm really stoked at the, uh, that record we made. Um, and just a little bit about, that first record was um, it was a live off the floor uh, recorded album. And we did that whole record in like under a week, it was probably three or four days. So yeah, it was a crash course kind of full length. That was Rachel's kind of baptism by fire moment. You know, she had really just joined the band and probably like six months later um, we found ourselves recording that record and yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, we we were thrilled to get that many songs done in that short of a, a period of time, and um, it definitely reflected like where we were at and where we were hoping to go. Just kind of based on all the different artists that we listened to, and just you know our own our own artistic uh, traits. Like you you want to always be building and enhancing what what you want to do. So you know, it would have been very easy for us to just be in a room and, and record something live off the floor once again. Uh, but what we ultimately wanted to do was craft a record with a little more time, a little more attention to detail, um, and just be very mindful of what we were putting out. So this record, we really wanted to go the route of um, enhanced, you know, production methods and and, you know, having a producer such as Alex work with us and to make that vision a reality. So essentially what we wanted to do was, was 
kind of raise the bar for ourselves a little bit and also take our listeners on that ride as well. And I think that if they follow the continuity from the first record um, and then the subsequent EPs that we put out up until this next record, um, you're going to hear a line of continuity, um, even though the music and the vibe is changing ever so slightly. So I, I'd say it's a little less rough around the edges um, and a little more, a little more sheen going on. Yeah. And uh, from the singles that I heard, uh, yeah, it sounds amazing. And uh, I think I even read like the person who mastered it, it's uh, had in brackets beside their name and it said they worked with like Metallica and Pharrell and stuff like that. So that's uh, pretty crazy to have somebody like that kind of like put the final polish on, on your work. Yeah. Ruben absolutely crushed it. Um, we got in touch with him. It was kind of at the point with the record where, we were exploring some options for mastering and um, it was just like, Oh, who's made some of our favorite records. And I started pulling uh, final records off my shelf and uh, his name came up a few times and I said, okay, like, how about this guy? So <laughs> I shot him an email and he, they wrote back and like, you know, they were, they were very timely and very professional and very much into the project. So um with all that, we said, let's go, you know? That's amazing. And uh, yeah. yeah, I say this all the time to like creators too. And sometimes I got to remind myself this too. Sometimes the biggest opportunities, all you got to do is ask. Like you can see a name on like your favorite record or whatever and and not realize like you can go to their website. They might have a contact there and they'll they'll get back to you most of the time too, even if they're not feeling it or whatever, but uh, it's still, uh, that's so cool that you did that. I didn't know that extra layer to this, uh, this record and good on you, man. Sometimes we both get a little antsy or, you know, nervous or excited sending out big emails like that because you really do never know. So mm -hmm. oftentimes we'll be copy and pasting and text to each other. Does this sound good? Do you think they'll <laughs> yeah. reply to this? <laughs> yeah sure enough he did yeah. do i sound like a weirdo <laughs> yeah you're reading it over and over again it's just yeah. like yeah I, I totally know how that feels in like a totally different way um yeah. <laughs> another thing i was saying uh to rachel before you jumped on the call michael uh i've been interviewing a lot of people from not from toronto and i'm uh i live in toronto now and one thing i loved was just seeing the video of uh not yours to take because the day you had in that video, I literally had like last week, I got, I woke up to a text. My buddy's like, Hey, like uh, some bands are playing. You want to come out party? I put on my glasses, went out, was taking the same streetcar and subways you did in that video. And oh, like, amazing. even oh, okay. like as vague as the story is like, kind of like visually, I thought it was cool how it kind of like gets blurry, kind of shows that you're having a couple drinks or whatever. And like, when I watched that, I, I don't know, it just like hit close to home. <laughs> like just did that and took the the lonely walk home after and just like passed out on the couch but but uh yeah that was that. yeah song and video i i loved it so much and uh do you want to tell me a little bit about making the video um i've made some videos on the ttc and it's always been kind of exciting like hit or miss type of hiding from security and doing things on the low did you have that kind of experience as well oh yeah yeah, it was uh, as guerrilla as possible. So we had to be very mindful with the shots that we wanted to get, how we wanted things to look. And yeah, it was like, 
what's our backup plan if uh if we don't get it and um luckily <laughs> we got everything that we sought out to get and uh I mean, the big one for me was um dupont station like you're saying um you know i moved up into this hood um a few years back and I, as soon as I saw those, well, I, I'd known about them before, but they became, you know, more in my, my daily uh, routine and, and daily surroundings. And as soon as I saw them, I'm like, okay, we've got to point a camera at those things and make a video of this. And um, yeah, so we, we did just that. Um, it was a night in December, as you can see, it's not summer in Toronto in some of those shots. Um, it was very cold when we were shooting. So, you know, you could see Zach's breath as he's strumming his guitar. And I'm uh, trying to hold in all my shivering under that leather jacket. <laughs> um, but yeah, that shot coming down the station, we, we got two or three shots of that. And then I think on the third or fourth shot, we had this uh, sad TTC employee just go, okay, you guys done. <laughs> Can you guys <laughs> So they let you we're rock like, yeah, a little bit, which is good. Yeah. And um, and we're like, we are going to take the train. We are paying customers. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was an adventure uh, as fun as the video actually portrays. Like a lot of those shots was just like, you know, run in, run out, try to get it and uh, kind of piece together, you know, um, like you're saying, mo most any of our nights in Toronto, right? You're all the sights and sounds, all uh, how overstimulating things can be, and um, how at the same time how quiet some of those you know busy streets can can also you know play as your setting. So it was a really fun video to make, um, and we captured everything I think just in one or two nights. Oh, amazing. Yeah, and I, I feel like uh like just what you were mentioning too, it really captured that vibe, uh being somebody who just like enjoys the nightlife of Toronto too. And I like how you mentioned just the quiet of the busy streets. That's something that uh I never been able to put into words, but it's always just like a feeling you get like when you're coming home at like 3 a.m. and you could be on Bloor and just see like one person and you're hammered and you just walk by them and usually like during the day it's like all busy traffic even like Dundas Square at those late hours I I feel like a lot of people who are not from here don't really know that they all they think it's just like crazy busy all the time but uh there is a certain like stillness and eeriness to it once in a while yeah sure. and yeah right, you got anything bad um oh well I was just as you were telling the story of making the video I was um reflecting on how much fun we had with uh Ryan our videographer and editor that night um we had the we had the band van out and we all piled in and we were ripping around I would drop them off at the subway station and then I'd book it down to Spadina wait for them to come meet up with me <laughs> go out to a Tobago, get shots of Zach by the big industrial doors. Yeah, we had a lot of fun that night. But uh, just thinking about that, the the stillness of the night, too. It's so funny. They talk about New York being a city that never sleeps. But even being on tour in New York, you find a lot of really quiet moments downtown when everything shuts down. And, and there's so many things that 
could go wrong, but you feel really safe in it as well. Um, mm -hmm. There's the, maybe, maybe no one's really looking out for you at those times and you feel like you might have to watch your back, but you feel safe and you're fine, you know? Yeah, definitely. And um, I feel like sometimes like in the media, um, most of my family doesn't live in Toronto. They'll turn on the news and it's just like stabbing, shooting. And it's usually like north of Toronto. So that's what they think I live in every day or just like my sister is also living here. So when they hear like we're walking around at night by themselves, like they just think it's like a big like shootout. But I've honestly felt safer here than many other towns I've been because just uh, also the population too. It's always like there's this even with the stillness there's always like somebody around or if you were in trouble you could there's places you can reach out you know or like from going to college in Hamilton I felt like that was way more scary here walking down that downtown and everything but yeah it's just so interesting just the different perspectives and uh yeah, another question I had, uh, just kind of going back to the sibling vibe in the the van or the band and everything, and um, I just wanted to know, um, with making music together, have you guys through the this process like learned anything new about each other? Um, even though like you've grown up together or whatever, but then in the process of like maybe like writing songs or or touring, was has there any things that kind of popped up where where you learned something new I guess just being able to read each other um better as like more and more as time goes on we've always had like that you know funny you give one look and you know what each other are thinking but um being able to riff off one another understand each other's moods see like where you could take something you can see the drive in one another or um maybe someone's tired and you're able to pick them back up or um, even down to technical stuff. Um, we have moments where we can, you know, just both play along and like show each other the guitar neck where we're playing or like have little moments like that, or maybe um, discuss song ideas and, and how to build the song. And that's something that I would really like to continue working on. And um, that's something I've been leaning on Michael for a little bit more and more um, because it's been really, really fun. Just as a younger sibling, especially watching him like accomplish so much. And um, it's been so much fun to be a part of that with him. Um, so doing things together and learning from each other. Yeah, it's been a, a really cool ride. Yeah, I think um, jumping off that, I, I've learned a lot of, um, Rachel's areas of comfort, you know, and um, it's really helpful to know not only what your own limitations are, but the limitations of, you know, the people around you. And um, it just kind of makes everything a little easier when, when you can tap into the reality of, okay, how are we going to react to this? Or like, what is this too much work to put on someone, you know? And, um, it's just been really great uh, seeing Rachel come out of Rochelle more and more musically. Um, and, you know, that, that definitely also builds into her personality, even outside the band. Um, but musically, you know, we would go into a studio and there'd be a lot of 
um, kind of shaky hands with Rachel or like, you know, maybe clammy or like just intimidation. And it is intimidating. You, you go in there and there's, you know, all these crazy machines that we, we put to work. And um, sometimes the producer, whoever we're working with, um, that's someone brand new that we're, we're learning about and we're learning our comfort levels with them. Um, so it takes time to, to really like deal with those elements. And, um, now Rachel is very commanding in studio. She can, she can go in and, um, you know, knock her parts down in with relative ease. Um, she did her first vocal track ever on not there yet. And, uh, I think she did two takes of it, which was crazy to see her come out of her, you know, comfort zone and finally approach the mic and, uh, and knock down something really great in a very short amount of time. So yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely taken our um, brother sister relationship to next level because when you're creating with someone and, you know, even like what Rachel was saying, when you're seeing them progress, um, it's just so exciting and it even more exciting when that, you know, person is your younger sibling, you're like, okay, like we're, we're moving miles here. You know, it's, it's, um, it just makes the whole thing a lot more enjoyable. So it's been great seeing her, uh, come into her own and, and, uh, come to the table with like fresh ideas and kind of just know the direction and the identity nature of dead broke and you know what it's going to continue to blossom into yeah that's so awesome and uh i asked you so much about that dynamic because it is such a unique perspective and i've known like stuff like the white stripes where they pretended to be brother and sister and stuff like that but this is what the was real that relationship i still don't know <laughs> yeah yeah it's just like a big mystery but uh yeah. but yeah you guys are the real deal and it's it's cool like um i'm excited to hear the rest of the tracks uh for people listening i i mentioned in my intro it's coming out on september 22nd and around the album release are you guys going to play any shows or anything like that or yeah, so we, um, we're, we're kicking off our fall touring at the end of September here. And um, so the night the record drops, we're actually going to be playing in Windsor, Ontario, uh, with a great band called Here On Lines. Um, they're also putting out a record. And our good friend and uh, very talented touring tributor, uh, Eamon McGrath, is putting the whole thing together. So we're thrilled to go down there and, um, you know, be among friends and another great band. Um, yeah, that's going to kind of kick, kick us off and we'll travel the 401 over to uh, Kitchener and Hamilton following that in early October. And uh, we're building out the tour dates um, right now. Uh, we're looking to uh, announce a Toronto show to kind of, bring us all back home so that will uh that should be announced soon awesome yeah and if i'm not working that day i'll be there you'll see me and uh yeah it's cool even uh mike i don't know where but i feel like i might have met you or cross paths or something but i'm sure maybe like at a venue or something and it's kind of like bugging me like uh, oh, yeah. how familiar you look but uh <laughs> maybe we're just like kind of like in the same circles because uh, obviously you guys are out in the scene active and everything too so i i feel like uh, after i post this interview i'm going to find out you're a friend of a friend or something but 
yeah, it's a small world. The, yeah. the world of music, it's it's uh, it always kind of blows your mind. All the connections and all all the you know friends of friends, and it's a great way to like see the world get tied together, and it 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 makes it smaller. And that community aspect's always been so important to us, you know, especially in punk rock. You know, um, there's always some comfort in you know when you're touring in the states and maybe you're in a city you've never been in before, and someone's like, oh, go stay at Danielle's house. She's gonna treat you good you're really fast tracked uh with trust and you know hospitality and friendship you know we rich and i have you know friends out in all over like from new york to la that we've probably only ever spent a week with if you like compartmentalized or if you like crushed it all down like but mm -hmm. um just that familiarity and especially if you're doing something um in line with us you know if, if there's someone who books shows or if they're in, in a band or just loves hosting bands that's uh that relationship kind of like fast tracks you, you kind of like get all you there's no real small talk it's just like okay you know like we're kicking it we're gonna take you around south philly tonight we're gonna have a great time and those are some of the best memories of, of just like you know um uh, hitting the spots with a complete stranger who by the end of the night or the early morning is your new best friend. So. Yeah. That's such a beautiful thing too. Cause uh, I guess just like the similar perspective, similar struggles, similar victories, you know, just going through like the hardships and of just being in a band and traveling to um, that would definitely like fast track a, a friendship and maybe meet somebody like after one night it makes you feel like you've known them your whole life and even maybe make you feel closer to them than people you've known your whole life in a way just that similar heart and soul and all that absolutely yeah but uh before i let you guys go uh is there anything else you want to say or plug before uh we uh take off record is out september 22nd you can find us at Dead Broke Band on all the platforms. And we hope you dig everything. Come to a show. It's always a safe and friendly friendly space. And uh, we love to see all the smiling faces in the pit. Thanks again to Michael and Rachel. That was such a great talk. And like we mentioned, when the night comes in, it is out right now. Definitely check it out. In that video we were talking about on the subways, the Toronto streets is titled Not Yours to Take. And a little follow-up a couple days after we recorded this interview. I got one of those calls again. Some of my college roommates, shout out to Cassandra, Ashley, and Aaron. They were having a little girls' night in Toronto. They're not from here. But uh, during their girls' night, they're like, how can we make this interesting? Who's around here? And they called me. <laughs> so uh, I ended up getting out of the house, going downtown. Went to a club I never heard of. And uh, they weren't feeling the vibe. So as the local, it was my responsibility to change that. So I said, I know a place. The vibe is different. The vibe is good. And I took them over to the Bovine. If you're from Toronto, you know the Bovine is one of the most famous rock and punk clubs. And it was basically the opposite of where we were currently at. So we went over there. They walked in. They were astounded. I forget places outside of the city don't have bars like this. But short story long, we stepped outside for a moment, and there was our boy, our new friend Michael Bright of Dead Broke, and we caught up with him. Had a little great talk once again in the streets of Toronto. 
so yeah like kind of like how the end of the interview was where i said i think i know you from somewhere we definitely walk in the same circles and yeah it's great to officially meet you and rachel and i'm sure that won't be the last time i see you guys and speaking of other good people we can't leave without giving a thanks to all you legends on the patreon page First up, the biggest thanks to Mike Carniello of the Testing with Mike YouTube channel. If you're into electronics, technology, and how they work, and even how to fix them, go check out Testing with Mike. Also, the lovely Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd. Along with Top 10 Nerd, Amanda McKnight has her own personal channel where she covers everything from comic book, video games, and all things nerdy. Definitely check it out. And another thanks to the wonderful Jenny Potter, the legendary Devin McBride, Ryan frickin' Campbell, my favorite soul singer, Saber, and last but not least, Francis Coffer, aka my mom. If you want to shout out at the end of every episode and also get these episodes early, raw, and uncut, right when I'm done the Zoom call, I go over and I post them. You can go to patreon.com slash the creative imbalance. It's only four bucks a month. And beyond your support, you, my friend, can go to bed at night and sleep soundly knowing you're a badass motherfucker who supports raw, uncut, independent media. And nobody can take that away from you. You hear me? Like always, we got a lot of amazing episodes in the backlog posted on there and coming for all you guys around the corner. Feeling blessed to have a lot of amazing talks lately. And I appreciate you so much for listening to them. Catch you soon, guys. Cheers.